one. Now, many of you out there know that I am a die-hard New York football Jets fan. And after today, I fucking hate the Jets. Season over. Everybody sucks. The team's going to hell, except for Le Le'Veon Bell and CJ Mosley, who basically kept us alive. Good afternoon and welcome to the podcast. I'm Nick Drago. Today on the show, football has returned and we have a lot to talk about, including Lamar Jackson throwing for five touchdowns, and he didn't run a single one in himself? Well, 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 Lamar. We also got to get into baseball this week. <clears throat> Sorry, I ate some weird watermelon today. And, um, uh, yeah, we're, and then we got some other stuff, you know, Athlete of the Week, all that fun stuff, college football. Stay with us, friends, because sports, sports, sports starts now. Sports, sports, sports with Nick Drago. That's me, in case you've never been here before. By the way, howdy do. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Love new friends. If you're unfamiliar with this show, the point of the program is to give you all the sports news and information from the previous week while telling you what's going to happen over the next week, days, months, years, seconds. I don't even know. If you like what you hear, find us on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, and the Facebook. Just type in Sports, Sports, Sports with Nick Drago. Find our logo, Blue Star, with the word Sports, Sports, Sports going across from it. It's beautiful. It's pretty. You can thank my wife for that one. Uh, you can also email me directly, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. And if you love me and you love hearing me talk about stuff, if you'd rather I talk about stuff that isn't sports, I got good news for you. New podcast, Big Spoon, Little Spoon, myself and my pal Jamie Grom. You remember him, the young gun. He's been on the show a few times. We talk random topics, random conversations. We pull something random out of a hat, and we just start talking about it. So uh, look for that big spoon, little spoon. And you can find it on all your favorite podcasting apps. Okay. Where should we begin today? Antonio Brown? Should we start by talking about the, the Jets and how terrible they were? The Browns and how terrible they were? Oh, my God. I'm pulling my hair out thinking about all this crazy stuff. Why don't we just talk, let's go right into, uh, let's go right into the games from this weekend. We're going to talk about those first. And ladies and gentlemen, before we go into uh, baseball, I just want to check back in real quick on the Lions-Cardinals games. It is now, is still 27-all. The ball has gone back to the Lions, and they have 11 seconds to score. Good luck, Lions. We'll get the final score for you in just a few moments. All right, let's start with the Rangers. Uh, they had a poor showing against the Yankees earlier this week, losing their two final games in that series, but then went on to sweep the Orioles 3 to 1, 7 to 6, 9 to 4, and a whopping 10 to 4 today. Complete the sweep and get them within one game of 500. We might be seeing a turnaround for the Texas Rangers. And the Phillies played the Mets this weekend in a rivalry matchup that saw the Phils. Win 10 to 7 today, 5 nothing day before, but then lose to the Mets. That was on, uh, Thursday? September 6th. When was that? That had to have been Thursday. 
Let's check the good old calendar. No, that was Friday. Uh, they lost to Friday. They won Friday. Mets won Friday 5-4. to four. All right, let's move on from this. And the Rays, they're making their way through the AL East right now, winning three straight. They swept, I'm sorry, four straight, five straight games. They swept the Blue Jays and won a game against the Orioles uh, earlier in the week. The Rays right now are nine. They've won nine of their last 10 games. They are really bugging for that wild card spot. Rays and Diamondbacks. Uh, Rays actually won two games out of this series. Not a bad season for them, but, uh, you know, it's September now. They're probably not going to make the playoffs. Um, but good, good showing for the Reds winning, uh, two games over the D-backs who are indeed pushing for a wild card. Miami Marlins baseball losing two games to the Royals as usual. They did win nine nothing today, but, uh, Royals won Friday and Saturday three nothing and seven two two. And National and Bra- Nationals and Braves facing each other uh, this weekend. Obviously, big rival me, Ratcha, Rap, Rap, Boop, Boop, Bop, Boop. Apparently, I talk like a baby now. Braves won three straight games, <clears throat> four to two, four to three, and five to four before losing today, nine to four to the Nationals. Aaron Barrett for the Nationals returns to the lineup, pitched for the first time in four years. That's a whole four years. The dude was sidelined due to Tommy John surgery, fought and scraped and scrappled his way back. Scrapple's a food, by the way. Uh, got his way back to the roster, and man, a f- in the fifth inning, he was scoreless. He did let up one walk, but can we cut him a break for that? I mean, come on. Guy went to the bench, started sobbing. You got it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Good job, Barrett. Welcome back to baseball. And the St. Louis Cardinals, they won two games this weekend uh, uh, against the Pirates. They won, they lost 9-4 on Friday. They won 10-1 Saturday and then shut them out 2-0 on today. <laughs> on today. Uh, some sad news for Cardinals fans out there. Chris Duncan, 38 years old, passed away this week. Uh, he had been diagnosed with a glioblastoma, uh, that's brain cancer, uh, seven years ago is when his initial diagnosis was made. Uh, so it was announced this week that he did pass away. His father, uh, Dave Duncan, uh, pitched, was a, I'm sorry, he was a catcher and, uh, helped coach for the Cardinals. His brother, Shelly Duncan, uh, played for the Yankees and, uh, I believe the Tampa Bay Rays. So, uh, wish the Duncan family our best as we move forward with the program. While we are on the subject of Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals couldn't get it done. They tied with the Lions 27-27. Nobody likes a tie in in football. Nobody. But uh, good job, Kyler Murray, at least uh, keeping the cards in it. Maybe there's some more special stuff going on in the future for this kid. And the Houston Astros putting up a football score themselves. 21 points, 21 runs against the Mariners today, beating them 21-1. Stop the bleeding, mama mia. Let them die. Uh, Astros did sweep the Mariners overall, winning 11-3. That was a 13-inning game on Thursday. They won 7-4 Friday, 2-1 yesterday, and then the 21-1 romper stomper today. And the Brewers continue to make the Central an amazingly interesting race. Uh, they didn't sweep the Cubs. They won three straight against the Cubs. They did lose... Uh, Thursday's game 10 to 5 against the Cubbies, but then won 7 to 1, 2 3 to 2, and then 8 to 5 today. The Brewers are now just a game back of the Cubs. 
I apologize. Two games back. They're two games back. Indians and the Twins rivalry matchup division matchup. Who's gonna win it? Uh, Twins only won one of the three games. Indians took Friday six to two in eleven innings. Indians lost then the next day five to three, and then the rubber match today went to Cleveland. Indians winning it five to two. And the White Sox and Angels uh, facing off this weekend. Angels winning two of the three games, 5-4 Friday and 8-7 to seven Saturday before losing to the White Sox, 5-1 to one today. And the Oakland Athletics, they too are pushing for a wild card spot here. Uh, they did lose in 11 innings to the Tigers on Thursday, uh, Friday. Uh, and then they won Saturday, and then today, today was a really interesting day. The Tigers have lost their 100th game to the Athletics. Remember remember how big the Tigers were a few years ago? Yeah, no, they're done. Uh, 42 and 100 right now for the Tigers. Giants and Dodgers, always fun with these two teams play. Uh, this time around, the Dodgers couldn't get it done. They lost two games to the Giants. They did win 5 nothing today, but they were... Shut out on Friday, one nothing, and they lost five to four on Thursday. Friday. Don't know my days of the week. And last and probably most re- least relevant, the Padres and the Rockies. Uh, yeah, I'm kidding. They're the Padres are kind of no, they're not relevant at all. Uh, the, 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 the Padres won two of these three games. Rockies won Friday, three to two, but then uh, the Padres came back and won three to nothing. Yesterday, and then in 10 innings, San Diego got it done against Colorado. 2-1, to one, Padres. And hell, how could we not talk about Yankees, Red Sox? Whoa! Red Sox win 6-1 to one on Thursday, uh, Friday. Yankees did not like that, so they won 5-1 to one the next day. Currently, we're in a rubber match, top of the second inning, and the Yankees are ahead 2 nothing. Money betting that the Yankees are going to win this one, but hell. Who knows? And real quick, let's look at the standings. In the Central, the Twins are on top. They're ahead five and a half games over the Indians. Uh, Cleveland has a better chance of getting the wild card at this point. They're only a game and a half back for that one. The other three teams, White Sox, Royals, Tigers, it's not going to happen for any one of them. So don't even think about it. In the East, the Yankees remain on top eight games ahead of the Rays. The Rays have that first wild card slot. Red Sox, 16 and a half back for the division, 7 and a half back for the wild card. They got to start winning games if they want to catch up. They are not out of it yet, folks. And going into the West, you have the Astros, of course, on top by 9 and a half games. The A's have that second wild card position, uh, and they are 13 ahead, 13 games ahead of the Rangers for that specific position. So right now, I would count the Rangers, Angels, and Mariners out, even though they do have a chance, well, the Rangers at least have a chance, I would say they're out. Right now, the real team to look out for that for that last wild card slot would be either the Indians or the Red Sox, and even that's cutting it close. If the playoffs were to end right now, this game, you know, the regular season were to end right now, You'd see the A's and the Rays playing off in a one-game matchup between those two. I like the Rays. I think they have some nasty young pitching. Uh, they have some talent. You know, the A's look good. They've been to that first game before, and it hasn't really gone their way in the past. But they've also won them, too, I guess. I don't really know. I'm going with the Rays on that one. Doesn't matter, because the winner is then going to face the Astros, who are just one game ahead of the Yankees right now. 
Uh, Astros will probably destroy whoever comes against them, so, you know, not much to look at there. Yankees would play the Twins. We both know how that goes. Yankees always beat the Twins. Yankees would go on to face the, the Astros, and once again, I'm thinking the Astros because they have some deep pitching, uh, deep starting pitching. I think the Astros are the better team here. I see them going back to the World Series. Now, let's take a look at that National League. The Cardinals are on top of the NL Central by four and a half games. I told you Cubs and Brewers are keeping it close. Cubs have the first wild card slot right now. Brewers are two games back. Reds are 10 back, still in it, but not by much. They got to turn things around quick if they want a wild card. Into the East, the Braves and the Nationals. Braves are ahead by nine games. Nationals have that second wild card slot. The Phillies only two back for the wild card. They're still in it too, and so are the Mets with four games behind for a wild card. So a bit of a logjam there in the East. Marlins have no chance. And in the West, the Dodgers, 17 games ahead of the Diamondbacks for the West. They're, they have a pretty firm grip on that. Diamondbacks, one and a half games back for the wild card, and then behind them is the Giants and Padres. And even the Rockies, any one of them still has a chance, but... It's pretty slim. I think it's between the Diamondbacks, Phillies, Nationals, Brewers, and Cubs for that last spot. Playoffs ended today. What would it look like? Cubs and Nationals in a one-game playoff. Actually, kind of, I would totally watch that game. I would go with the Cubs. They have a little bit more experience. Nationals, uh, Nationals have been shaky at times this year, even though they have the better record. Sorry, I have the hiccups here. Watermelon. Shouldn't have eaten that watermelon. Cubbies are ahead. Cubbies. Going with the Cubbies. Whoever wins that will then play the Dodgers. And I think the Cubs and the Dodgers would be a pretty good matchup. Obviously going with LA to win it in the end. Uh, but I think the Cubs will keep it closer than you may think. Cardinals and Braves. Cards have a young team. Braves have a young team. Uh, I'm going with the Braves here, though, and they'll play the Dodgers, get their butts kicked, and then we'll see an Astros-Dodgers World Series. Oh, that sounds familiar. Uh, I'm thinking at this point, though, the Dodgers have been the more dominant team this season, although they haven't looked great recently. I think they're just kind of kicking it back uh, now that they basically have already won their division. All righty. Now, been a lot of talk this weekend about Antonio Brown. Been a lot of talk this month about Brown. Brown, Antonio Brown has basically made a circus out of the preseason. Every day, something new is coming out about the guy. He doesn't want to play because he doesn't like his helmet. And he has cold feet. Well, not necessarily. He had a frostbite in his feet because he sat in a, in a dang cryo chamber for way too long. Now, he's, he was fined a lot of money by the Raiders for all of his ridiculous antics this offseason. And basically... He went off. He was pissed off. He's posting stuff on social media, including a uh, recording between him and, and uh, Coach Gruden, who basically said, just play football. Just enough with the rest of the stuff. Just play football. Asked him if he even wants to be a Raider, in which case Antonio Brown says, of course I want to be a Raider. And that's just before the Raiders uh, released him. Uh, so Antonio Brown released a couple hours later, mysteriously signs a one-year deal with the Patriots. Says he wants to rewrite the story. The real problem here is that this has got to be, this has to have been planned. I mean, within hours, he signs with the Patriots. 
No, I think Antonio Brown wanted to play for New England from the start. Steelers did not want to trade him there. Trade him to a team like uh, Oakland. Antonio will pretend to be happy in Oakland and really just put up the hugest fight ever, big argument, blah, 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 and uh, just make a mockery of everything. I bet the helmet's not even a problem. I bet he's going to wear that helmet and he's going to be happy about it this season because they'll be winning games with the motherfucking Patriots. Come on! Well... All in all, not the first time the Patriots have done this. LeGarrette Blunt, similar situation in Pittsburgh a few years ago. Weaseled his way out of that contract. Showed up with the Patriots just shortly after. New England, Bill Belichick loves these projects. Josh Brown and Randy Moss. Ocho Cinco. Tim Tebow even uh, tried out for their practice squad. They try these weird little things. Now, Antonio Brown is one of the best receivers in the game right now. All time? Eh, I don't know. But right now, the dude is a monster who's going to get you a lot of receptions. Him, Josh Brown, Julian Edelman, Tom Brady has more receivers than uh, I don't even know. I mean, the guy is loaded. If Patriots don't win a Super Bowl this year, well, it'd be kind of sad for Tom Brady. Maybe sad enough that he'd want to just retire? Come on, Tom. I know you want to do it. Uh, all in all, Antonio Brown, we all hate you. You suck. Enjoy being a New England Patriot. I'm just kidding. Uh, I hope the guy is the best. Uh, I hope whatever's happening with you inside your head, outside your head, get it all worked out. And, uh, hey, whatever. This is football. This is what it is. Speaking of um, – oh, sorry. I lost my headphone there. Speaking of weird things in football, uh, during an NFL broadcast, CBS broadcast this week for the uh, – was this the uh, the, the – Packers-Bears game, uh, a person was caught saying, quote, I never had my butt fingered, end quote. Uh, this was caught on live TV during a broadcast, and it was quite amazing. Now, the belief is that it was two, uh, two players on the sideline whose audio was picked up. Either they're talking about things that uh, other linemen have done uh, during games or just a really weird date that they had. Not really sure about that one. Uh, and uh, was that it for football? Uh, oh, yeah, Rob Gronkowski. So earlier in the season, Gronk threw out the uh, – I'm sorry, I think it was Edelman threw out the first pitch at a um, at a Boston Red Sox game. Yes, it was uh, Julian Edelman threw out the first pitch. Gronk decided to hit it with the Lombardi trophy that the Patriots had just won. Put a nice little dent at the back of it that the Patriots have decided they're not fixing or they're just going to leave it the same. Uh, they were at a photo shoot, Gronk was at a photo shoot uh, with all six Super Bowl trophies, and uh, on instant media, social media, pointed out the dent still in the back of the trophy. All right, enough talking about the Patriots, because just the thought of that making me a little bit sick inside. Why don't we take a commercial break? When we return, we're going to talk baseball, and uh, we'll recap you again still on that uh, that Cardinals-Lions uh, Cardinals games when we get back to the Lions games. Well, when we get back for that, we'll recap you on all that stuff. And then uh, we'll do some other – got some other fun things to talk about. Little boy for uh, – loves the University of Tennessee. We got the Raw National Anthem playing at soccer events. And Mike Scott of the 76ers. Oh, boy, did he get into a fight this weekend. Stick with us, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We will be right back. Lillard, a chance to send the Thunder home. Lillard, long range three, and 
Hey everybody, it is Jamie Grum here. I am just uh, trying to introduce you to a new podcast that I will be in with my friend Nick Drago. Uh, it is called Big Spoon, Little Spoon, and what we're going to do is just pick a random topic out of a hat, talk about it, see if we can learn anything, and uh, just have a little fun. So if you want to contact us, see us, we are going to be on Facebook, Twitter. You can email us at weeforks at gmail.com, and you can also find us on all of your favorite podcast apps. Look forward to seeing you. Three-yard attempt, and the right hash mark. And, oh, he hits the upright again! That's impossible! And the Eagles run out into the field, but there's still five seconds. And welcome back to the show. Baseball is now the number two sport in the world uh, in relevance at the moment. That's playing right now. You know what I mean. Football's taking over. Baseball, sorry guys, you gotta take back seat till the playoffs begin in one month. I'm so pumped for October. Let's recap some of the games from this weekend for baseball. Of course, starting with the Packers and the Bears, this was the Thursday night game. I was super excited for this one, and I gotta say, it was so boring. Yes, of course, <clears throat> uh, the Bears made it through the field goal posts, right? No problems there, no double doinks or anything like that. Uh, Packers did end up winning it. They had a touchdown in the second quarter. And then uh, Mason Crosby with a field goal with five minutes to go really sealed the fate. Packers go on to take this one 10-3. And, of course, my favorite team, the New York Football Jets, uh, couldn't get a win against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they were ahead 6-0. They were actually, actually they were ahead 16-0 uh, and then allowed... A field goal by the Bills late in the third quarter. Two touchdowns, one from Josh Brown, and I believe the other one was a, uh, well, uh, Josh, I'm sorry. Yeah, Josh Brown, 32, 38-yard pass. That was with a, a couple minutes left to go. Um, and then the one before that was a running touchdown by Josh Allen. <clears throat> so the Bills, with a come-from-behind victory, beat my New York Jets. And, of course, I am going to be stuck in a spiral of sadness over this. Another season, typical old Jets. One of the other big surprises this weekend, of course, was the Titans and the Browns. Now, for reals, everybody thought this was going to be a new-look Browns winning record, winning season, and they got killed, okay? The Browns were losing 15-13 to with two minutes to go in the third quarter. The Titans went on to score three touchdowns uh well four touchdowns since since that score right one in the third three in the fourth quarter two by Delaney Walker uh one by Malcolm Butler and uh Derrick Henry had two rushing touchdowns for the day one was in that fourth quarter as well Titans blow away the Browns 43-13 18 calls against the Browns there is a lot of work to be done before they become the new top team in that division. 
Eagles and Redskins. The Eagles were losing 20-3 to uh, midway through the game, and all of a sudden, four, three touchdowns and a field goal later, and this was a totally different ball game. Deshaun Jackson, welcome back to the Philadelphia Eagles. Two touchdowns on the day. Carson Wentz with three himself, and the Eagles... Uh, once again, look like they could be a dominant force uh, in, in the NFC East. Vikings absolutely murder the Falcons this weekend. It was 28-3. Uh, actually, I think it was 28-0 heading into the fourth quarter. Uh, two late touchdowns by the Falcons, one by Julia Jones. Uh, just It just wasn't enough. They couldn't come back. Two touchdowns by the running back for the Vikings, whose name... Slips my mind at the moment. Let it come back. Let it come back. It was... See, now we got to go down. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Uh, so two two touchdowns by Dalvin Cook. One by Adam Thielen. No Stefan Diggs this week. Well, he was there. He played. But uh, he he's not feeling it right now. The Chiefs pick up where they left off from last season, outscoring the Jacksonville Jaguars 40-26. to Now, really important to note here. Pat Mahomes with an ankle injury. I don't think it's going to be bad. Seems like a small sprain. He did have to go to the tent, but he came back out, finished the rest of the game. No problems there. Kareem Hunt, he had an injury to his shoulder. Uh, we'll have to see how that one shakes out. And this one really hurts for the Jaguars. But Nick Foles, after all that money they gave the guy, he is going to have surgery on his clavicle tomorrow. Fingers crossed. Hopefully he's uh, he's back and throwing uh, very soon. But uh, we'll see how that one shakes out. Oh, this one really hurt. I mean, stop the bleeding. Seriously. The Ravens destroyed the Dolphins. 59-10. to This is the type of score that I would expect to see in a college football game. And I have to admit, maybe I was wrong about Lamar Jackson. Okay, Lamar Jackson has been unbelievable for the Ravens. He had 324 yards, 5 touchdowns on the day. Plus, you had two touchdowns for Mark Ingram, the running back. And so the Ravens looked absolutely dominant. He even joked, Lamar Jackson joked in the uh, press conference that, uh, not, that he did a pretty good performance for running back. The joke here being is that uh, for the longest time, we assume Lamar Jackson can't throw a football, and he's basically just a rushing quarterback. But that is not true. He really showed his stuff today, and I got to give the guy credit. Really, though, the Dolphins are an awfully terrible team. They may go 0-16 this year. They basically release everybody on their roster going into this week. We'll see what happens with them. But uh, you know what? Kudos. That's the sound of me clapping. Kudos to Lamar Jackson. Rams and Panthers. I know the score looks close, but it really wasn't as close as it looks. Rams basically held pace the whole time. Panthers uh, stumbled and bumbled. They came back uh, towards the end of the game. Uh, to make it 30-27, to 27, a close-looking score. And the big name here, Todd Gurley, he played 97 yards. No touchdowns. That went to uh, Malcolm... Oh, my goodness. what What is your name? Malcolm Brown. That went to Malcolm Brown, who had two touchdowns for the Rams. But uh, the fact that Gurley was able to make it 97 yards, 14 attempts, rushing... Maybe he's not done after all. We'll see what happens. I keep saying we're going to see. We already saw Gurley. He's still in it. He's not done yet, folks. 
Colts and the Chargers. Boy, this game was electrifying. Really, though, it, it, no, uh, really, it was. Uh, Colts were had to make a last-minute come-from-behind victory uh, touchdown here. Tied the game, sent us into overtime uh, with a two-point conversion, and then Austin Eckler with the game-winning touchdown for the Chargers. Eckler had three touchdowns on the day, two of them passing and one of them rushing. And, uh, wow, I, you know, I gotta say, who the hell is Melvin Gordon? If they keep playing this guy, Eckler, you might be seeing some more wins for the Chargers this season. And a fairly uneventful game at CenturyLink Field. The Bengals came close. They honestly came really close to beating the Seahawks. Which nobody expected, myself included. I picked the Seahawks in a survival pool this week. Clearly, I... I mean, I was right, so we're okay. But, like, wow, do I re need to reevaluate my football choices. 21-20 in favor of Seattle. 49ers and the Buccaneers. Now, by the looks of the score, 31-17, you'd think, Jimmy G, man, that guy must have had a great day. Eh, not really. Two pick sixes for the 49ers and a whole ton of field goals. Uh, one touchdown, 166 yards by Jimmy G. Not the greatest game in the world. No, Robbie Gould was the one scoring a lot of points for the Niners. Cowboys and Giants went exactly as expected. Running back duel, Ezekiel Elliott with the touchdown, Saquon Barkley, 120 yards. Daniel Jones got in on the action for the Giants and uh, went 3 for 4, 17 yards. All right, not bad, kid. First uh, first day jitters, maybe. Uh, maybe they'll give you some more snaps throughout the season. Either way, Cowboys come across with the victory, 35-17. Cardinals and Lions. This game's actually going on right now as I record this show. Kyler Murray didn't look great, to be honest, to start with. But midway through the game, we started seeing a different Kyler Murray. Two touchdowns, one incredibly clutch Touchdown with 43 seconds on the clock to Larry Fitzgerald. Kyler Murray brings the Cardinals to overtime against the Lions, where they then went on to score a 20-yard field goal. But then, he, literally right now, as we are recording this, the Lions have matched it with their own field goal. It's 24-24. Did the Lions... No, the Lions scored a touchdown here. This is crazy. This game, holy cow. We're going to come back to this one in a, in a moment or so because stuff just got real. I apologize. That 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 was actually wrong. I did, I just refreshed the page. It says it's 27-24. I don't know what where I I got very confused. Very very confused. No score for the Lions. It's 27-24. We will come back to this game though in a moment, folks. And the late night game tonight, Steelers and Patriots. Obviously, there's a the added weight of the Antonio Brown saga, which, trust me, we're going to talk about that. Uh, but uh, realistically, New England's most likely to win this one since Bill Belichick became coach in the year 2000. The Patriots, they are 11-4 and four against the Steelers, three of those being the postseason. In New England is, by the way, 5-1 and one at home with a total of 119 points uh, during their in their last three wins at home, I believe, against the Steelers. Um, so, yeah, exciting stuff here. Um, a smart man's going to bet on the Patriots because, let's be real, it's the Patriots. Steelers have some great pieces, Juju and Connor, uh, to pair with Ben Roethlisberger, but they're not 
the same team they were a year ago where we were talking Super Bowl. Uh, <clears throat> I think this is going to be all New England. One last hurrah maybe for Tom Brady. Beat the Steelers, then retire and go home? Yeah, probably won't happen. And, of course, the New Orleans Saints will be playing the Texans tomorrow at 7-10. Drew Brees coming off what should have been, could have been, an MVP season. He had uh, 32 touchdowns and only five interceptions. The last two players to have at least 30 touchdowns and five or fewer interceptions. Both of them won the MVP. Tom Brady in 2010, Aaron Rodgers 2014. Pat Mahomes upstaged Drew Brees. And uh, Breeze is going to be looking to fight that chip off his shoulder. Hopefully get New Orleans another Super Bowl victory. This is probably going to be a pretty easy win, though, for the Saints. Uh, Texans don't really look that great this season. Yeah, they got Watson and Watt and all those fun players, but uh, don't think it's going to happen for the Texans tomorrow. Quick update, by the way, on the Cardinals-Lions game. Now the Lions have tied it up. Matt Prater with 34. Five-yarder, 33-yard field goal tied up for the Lions. Kyler Murray and the Cards will get one last chance to uh, claim victory here. Or we might end up with a tie, and nobody wants that in football. Broncos and Raiders is the other game tomorrow night at 10-20. So for us on the East Coast, if you want to stay up to watch that, Good luck, because I don't know about you, but I'll be asleep. Broncos have not had back-to-back -back losing seasons in since 1971-72. They had it last year and the year before. So let's hope it's not a third straight season of losing. But the Broncos don't have really have much going on for them either. Neither do the Raiders. Not much happening there. So this game, uh, even though it's a big rivalry... Uh, imagine it's going to be a little bit boring, especially without Antonio Brown out there spooning his mouth for the Oakland Raiders. And a quick look into week two, Buccaneers and the Panthers will be facing off on Thursday night. Really thinking the Panthers are going to win that one. And then going into Sunday, you have the 49ers and the Bengals. That'll be at 1 p.m. along with the Vikings Packers. Now that should be a fun game to see. Uh, Packers coming off a big win off the Bears. Vikings coming off a big win themselves, so uh, that could go either way. Giants and Bills, I think I like... Oh, no, I don't like either team in this one. Maybe Bills might start 2-0 and if they uh, if they beat the Giants, and uh, Giants maybe try to reclaim some, some save face. I mean, they're going to try and save face <clears throat> after losing to the Cowboys. Jags and Texans, another pretty boring matchup. I think the Texans are going to walk all over those Jaguars. Uh, poor Jags. Two years ago, they looked like quite the team, and now... Not seeing it. Chargers and Lions. Another Phillip Rivers victory. Expect to see that there. And then you got the Seahawks and Steelers. What do the Steelers have the hardest schedule? First you got the Patriots, then you got the Seahawks. That should be an easy matchup, an even matchup, I mean, between these two teams. Both with high-powered defenses of steel. Steelers have some pieces, though, around Ben Roethlisberger. Seahawks have nothing for Russell Wilson. Cowboys will play the Redskins in, in two two weeks in a row of a rivalry matchup. Uh, good luck to the Redskins, who will probably get their butts kicked by the Cowboys. Patriots and the Dolphins again. Pats are probably going to win that one. And then you got the Ravens-Cardinals. Uh, that should go, end up going to the Ravens, but you never know there. Colts and Titans. The Titans may be surprising people this year. We'll see how that goes. Uh, and then you have the Chiefs and Raiders. Probably going to go to the Chiefs. 
Uh, Saints and Rams, another good matchup. That's a 425, by the way. These are the 4 o'clock matches. Chiefs, Raiders, Saints, Rams, and then the Bears and the Broncos. Uh, probably going to go to the Bears in that one. Eagles and Falcons will be the late game next Sunday. Two birds facing off in one aerial battle of death. I'm going with the Eagles in that one. And then finally, you got the Jets and the Browns, which after both teams showing today, that one could go either way. So Monday's matchup should be exciting. Still no update yet on the Cardinals and the Lions, although those of you watching the program probably already know how this one ends, and I'm just talking to myself here, but I'm going to be very excited to see how this one ends. So no spoilers, please. We'll come back to this after the break. Perfect, perfect, perfect. And with that, we're going to take another commercial break. But when we return, we got to talk about this little boy who loves the University of Tennessee, the wrong national anthem being played in a soccer match, uh, a little bit of college football, and of course, Mike Scott of the 76ers. Pow, pow. Stick with us, friends. Sports, sports, sports. We're going to be right back in two shakes of a hawk's tail. Kevin Miller. Right back ahead. It's DeBrusk with a step. DeBrusk trying to get it. Right Pivots inside, gets himself out of position. DeBrusque is able to get it to the forehand, and that's a nasty goal. Has this ever happened to you? You're out late, maybe you're having a little bit of fun, maybe there's a cute girl over there, and you look down and you realize, I forgot to wear my pants today. It happens to me all the time, I swear. Well, do I have the product for you? It's Pants App. It's an app that you press a button and somebody comes by with pants, just delivers them right to you. He'll even help you put them on for a little additional fee. And his tip is really just zipping up the pants yourself. So you don't even have to tip the guy. Uh, okay, that's a really bad idea. But you know what would be a better one? Your own idea. If you have something you want to advertise on our show, please email me, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. We're always looking for uh, some folks who want to promote their business. So again, sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. Breaking pitch out to a left. Going back on it is good. A big fly. Walk-off style. And the Angels pick up the victory by the final six to five. All right, friends, let's talk about some college football. A lot of good games from this weekend. We'll go over some of the... Uh, more exciting ones. Uh, Wake Forest beat Rice 41-21. Virginia 52-17 over WNM. Marshall lost to Boise State, but not by much. 14-7. Michigan beating Army 24-21. Closer than you would have liked. That was in overtime, by the way. Iowa, number 19 in the country, shutting out Rutgers 30-20. Cincinnati, they were shut out by Ohio State 42-0. Uh, Maryland getting the win over Syracuse 63-20. Utah getting the win over Northern Illinois, uh, 35-17. Wisconsin beating Central Michigan, 61-0. Clemson with the win over number 16, Texas A&M, 24-10. Georgia getting the win over Murray State, 63-17. Alabama, number two, beating New Mexico State, 62-10. Shocker. Uh, Washington State beats Northern Colorado, uh, 59-17. South Dakota, they lost to Oklahoma 70-14. UCF winning 48-14 over FL Atlantic. Uh, Tennessee Martin lost uh, to Florida 45-0. Tulane loses to Auburn 24-6. Oregon getting the win 77-6 over Nevada. Michigan State beating Western Michigan 51-17. LSU, another ranked matchup here. LSU versus Texas 
38. LSU remains number four in the country. <sighs> Deep breath. Penn State getting the win over the Buffalo. 45-17. California winning. California beats number 23, Washington, 20-19. Way to go, Cal. Washington. Wow. Bad loss. Bad loss. USC beats Stanford 45-20. Fresno State loses 45-38 to Minnesota. Arizona beats Northern Arizona 65-41. High scoring game for Northern Arizona. Hawaii gets a win over Oregon State 31-28. And uh, take a quick look at those rankings. Number one, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Oklahoma, Ohio State. Running out dot six. Notre Dame, Auburn, Florida, Michigan, Utah, Texas, Penn State, Wissahickon, that's where I live, Wisconsin and Oregon, you're up to 15 now, and then uh, rounding up the last of the 25, Texas A&M, UCF, Michigan State, Iowa, Washington State, Maryland, Boise, Washington, USC, and good old Virginia. A lot of good, uh, exciting games from this weekend. Uh, pretty sure Alabama's just going to go undefeated anyway, so it doesn't really matter what happens here. And then the loose to Clemson in the finals. Okay. Mike Scott of the 76ers showed up to an Eagles tailgate wearing a Washington Redskins jersey. This is Philadelphia. It doesn't matter if you're a sports athlete. You don't just show up in the opposing team's jersey to an Eagles game. Mike Scott learns this the hard way. But, of course, Mike Scott beat the shit out of out of whichever fans were trying to pick a fight with him, look for the video online. Uh, it was pretty funny. All right, and if you are Albania, uh, you might want to double-check that the stadium has your national anthem. Albania lining up for a soccer match against uh, France, I believe. Um, yep. Yeah, Albania lining up for a, a match against France uh, this weekend in uh, national play. Uh, the that the oh, I'm sorry, the national anthem played. Yeah, okay. Sorry, give me like 30 seconds here. Okay, recollected. Albania is lined up to play against France this weekend. International match. It turns out Armenia's. National Anthem was played for Alabama, and you can see Alabama, Albania. You can see all the Albanian players very confused as they hear the wrong National Anthem playing. Well, they refused to kick off because the wrong National Anthem played, and uh, I think they just forfeited the match. So, uh, wow, a lot of issues there. All right, Athlete of the Week, you know, um, athletes coming on shapes, sizes, doesn't matter if you're on the field or you're just a really great fan in the stands. I gotta give credit to uh, this little boy. He's from Florida and he is a huge University of Tennessee fan. And so uh, at school this week, he wanted to go represent his school for College Colors Day. Of course, it's Florida, so everyone's showing up in Florida stuff. Uh, and he showed up, well, he actually didn't have any volunteers. That's the name of the uh, University of Tennessee's game team. Uh, he did not have any UT uh, shirts, hats, nothing. And so he decided to make his own. And it's actually kind of cute. It's basically, he took a uh, took an orange T-shirt and uh, 
made kind of like this big size square and drew like a silly little U and a T. And uh, kids at school bullied him for it. He was very upset. He was in tears uh, trying to represent his team. So the University of Tennessee, A, sent him a ton of gear, so he'll never have to worry about that again in the future. And uh, even better, and I, I want one of these myself, took his T-shirt design and turned it into an actual shirt that they're going to sell at the stadium. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. I hope I see a ton of these Tennessee shirts uh, during their next game next week. So uh, congratulations, UT, and to the little boy. And now is loaded up with a bunch of Tennessee stuff. All right. That's all I have for today. Special thanks, as usual, go to Johanna Drago. She is the pod, she is the logo designer, set designer, and content editor for this podcast. Uh, of course, the song you hear is a song called Golden Sunrise by Josh Woodward. A link to his website can be found in the show notes. If you like what you heard, find us on Twitter, SoundCloud, YouTube, and the Facebook. Again, just type in Sports 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 with Nick Drago. You can also email me. Sports3xpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find my other podcast, Big Spoon, Little Spoon. It goes up every Thursday. Find us on Facebook. Uh, you can find us on Podbean. You can find us on all your favorite podcasting apps called Big Spoon, Little Spoons with myself and Jamie Grom. We pick a random topic out of a hat and we just chat all about it. You can also email me there at we hate sports, forks, we hate forks at gmail.com. With that, like, comment, share, tweet at us, tweet, tweet, and shoot me one of those funny little emails, maybe a meme or something like that. I'll even share it on the show if you have content you want me to say. I'll freaking say it. I don't care. I'm just running my flabby old mouth up here, talking all kinds of nish-nosh nonsense. I'm kind of hungover myself right now. We're out axe-throwing this weekend. Turns out I'm good at it. Really good. I'm really good. Don't mess with me in a dark alley with a hatchet in my hand. Stay with us for next week, friends, because... Week two of the NFL, you know I'm going to be all hopped up on the cocaine to talk about that one. Don't do cocaine, I promise. I'll be all hopped up on sugar to talk all about that one. So, have a deliciously good night. Cook-off! See you next week. <laughs>